Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. time to talk all things dirty birds it's falcons flyover with john chuckery on sports radio 92.9 the game back in the key studios of sports radio 92.9 the game it is john chuckery show hanging out with you on this friday evening 404-741-0929 that is our solomon brothers diamond text line to be a part of the show odyssey app so you catch us on the go social media at 929 the game at jmsh 316 at the D. Lewis for real. We will do rank them coming up here at uh, 1040. Um, just a quick aside, Day Day. You know, they're celebrating the 1,000-day anniversary, which I think is, you know, I think they just crossed the 1,000 days of Roman right. being the champ. Right. Um, I think that's the I think that's the fifth longest in WWE history. Oh, wow. Okay. Hogan, Hogan had the belt for four years. He had the belt from 80, well... Yeah, 80, no, 83, was it 83 to 87 or 84 to 87? It's either three or four years, but um, Bruno obviously I think had it the longest of any WWE champion, but it's just kind of funny. They're they're honoring Roman in the 1,000 days and stuff like that. So <laughs> um, I think they still should have taken the belt off of Roman at WrestleMania with Cody. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, this should not look at the, all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the... Falcons flyover. Uh, according to reports, Cal Pitts looks like he's on track to be ready for opening day in the NFL season. <clears throat> Arthur Smith said today that he anticipates, quote unquote, everybody being ready for the season opener against Carolina. Everybody would include tight end Kyle Pitts, who's recovering from surgery to repair his right MCL um, quote from Arthur Smith we fully anticipate everybody being ready to go on September 10th so and so we'll be smart okay I mean that they they always say that um, but um, had knee surgery after suffering an injury in Atlanta's win over the Bears on November 20th uh, when Pitts was was Pitts when Pitts was injured in November Smith indicated he wasn't sure if Pitts would be ready for offseason workouts, but it was nothing that concerns us for real games in the season. So 
It looks like he's going to be ready to roll on September 10th. Quote, we're trying to be smart. We know we're playing in 2021 games. So when we do that, you need to be ready to go, peaking, ready to roll September 10th and play our best football at the end of the year. So that goes into mind. So, again, let's hope that he is, uh, you know, ready to go. Uh, I really don't want to – I mean, look, preseason is what it is. There's nothing about the preseason that Kyle Pitts has to get ready for. Just let me have him September 10th. I don't care if we don't use him as much in week one because, you know, we've got so many other weapons and we're trying to just work him back in. I'm fine with all of that. But, you know, again – it's good to see that he's going to be ready for the opener, no matter what his role is going to be. I don't know how many snaps he's going to have when all is said and done, but it's certainly a good thing to just see him, you know, on some t- sort of timetable to be ready for all of this. So all good stuff there from Kyle Pitts and uh, Arthur Smith. And, um, you know, it's it's good to believe that he thinks that everybody is going to be healthy and ready to go. Uh, Falcons did have open practice today. Was kind of reading some of the, the highlights and different things like that um, about it. And look, I mean, these are glorified exhibitions, right? As far as what uh, what the Falcons are doing here at this kind of a practice. So, um, Michael Rothstein had some notes about uh, about some of the practice and things like that. You can go to his Twitter page. Um, at Michael Rothstein, right? It's, uh, yeah, at, at Mike, at Mike Rothstein. Um, you can go there and check out all of his notes and things like that for what went on. But, um, you know, again, good chance for folks to see, you know, be there at practice, see the players, see their first look at this, you know, new look team. Obviously, lots of new faces on this team. You know, guys that are, you know, going to be staples for this organization, hopefully for some for years to come, right? I mean, Jesse Bates will be here for the long term, but, you know, there are a lot of guys that are still on one-year contracts and things like that. So, you know, hopefully we get to see some faces that, um, you know, will be here for the, uh, the you know, long term. Um, Ryan Nielsen did say that he likes the idea of having some of these veterans on his defensive line, uh, like Calais Campbell. And obviously, look, Calais, I, I, I think it's going to be – I don't think that he's going to play the 60% of snaps that D-Led thinks he's going to play. I don't think that that's – I don't think it's a realistic number. If you're going to have him for 17 weeks and have him ready for the end of the season, he's not going to play seven, 60% of the snaps because he can't do that over 17 games. He'll get hurt at some point, and he'll be out for a few weeks. So if you're going to keep him fresh, I think that number is realistically more 40 – between 40 and 50%. Now, he may surprise everybody, and he may have, you know, a, what I want to say, a, um, not a comeback, but, um, you know, a a resurgence, right? He may have some kind of resurgence where all of a sudden he finds the Fountain of Youth in Atlanta. I think I found the Fountain of Youth a few times in Atlanta, but anyway. um, But he has a resurgence, and he becomes, you know, the player that, you know, sort of a player that he's been in the past. I don't want to say that he's... You know, look, he's been a, uh, what, runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year. But if he can give us the same production in, say, 50, say 45, 50% of the snaps on defense, 
I'll take that all day long. I think part of this is obviously him mentoring a lot of these young guys. And there are some young guys that we that you know need some mentoring, need some leadership. You know, again, we need to see some of these guys break out. Now, we're going to talk at the top of the hour, uh, the 9 o'clock hour, some more Falcons football with you because I'm going to get your thoughts about all of this. Because I've talked about the guy that I think needs to have that breakout season. I've talked about the guy that I think needs to get things cranked up and get things going and have that breakout year for the Falcons. So we'll see what happens uh, with all of that. All right, we've been going through the pro football focus list. Uh, We've had quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers, offensive linemen, defensive linemen on the interior. Now we have the top 32 cornerbacks ahead of the NFL season. All right, Day-Day. So I'll ask you, A.J. Terrell is on the list. Now, excuse me. He's the only Falcon that makes the list. No real surprise there. I don't think that anybody else was realistically going to make the, the list of the top 32 corners in the league. Where do you think A.J. Terrell lands on the top 32 corners list in the NFL? Um, I'd say middle of the road. I'd say maybe um, 16, 17-ish. So not too far off, but... He's 12th. Okay. Here's the write-up for A.J. Terrell. Quote, Terrell is a great case study in the volatility of coverage and cornerback performance. His rookie season was solid before a breakout sophomore campaign saw him play like an all-pro with an 85.6 pro football focus coverage grade. In 2022, his play dropped back a bit down to earth, and he allowed nine touchdowns. Terrell definitely possesses the ability to be an elite corner but needs to prove he can find that play again in 2023. Now, a couple of thoughts about this, okay? I am somebody that does not, let me repeat, I am somebody that does not believe that a good secondary helps your pass rush. I think a great pass rush helps your secondary. This is not 1978. It's not, again, let's do, let's go, Day-Day, let's go with the Oakland Raiders. Were they still in Oakland or were they in El Segundo or (laughs) Rancho Cucamonga in 1978? Oh, 78? Oh, I got to look that one up because... Say say Oakland. Oh, they were in Oakland then? Okay, cool, Oakland. So, again, they were two years off. They were, what, two years off the Super Bowl um, that they won when they won the Super Bowl. So they didn't go to, what was that, 80s when they went to L.A. the first time then? Yes, 83. Yeah, that's the Marcus Allen years. Yeah, okay. So... This is not 19, let, let's use the Oakland Raiders of 1978, right? Okay. You got Cliff Branch on one side of the offense. Well, let's go 77 if you want. Cliff Branch on one side, Fred Bolitnikoff on the other, and Ken Stabler at quarterback, right? And maybe you trot Dave Casper out in a pattern. Maybe Mark Van Egan goes out to catch a pass. But it's two wide receivers, tight end in the block, maybe a running back or tight end out in coverage. But at best, you're looking at three guys, okay? This is modern-day NFL football. This is four, five, six guys at a time running all around, all over the field, running everywhere, downfield, upfield, there, that, that way. It's not 1978 anymore. They don't just send two guys out in a pattern. You send everybody out in patterns now, four and five guys. So, again, no defensive backfield is going to be able to cover guys 
if you can't sack the quarterback. Nobody is. I don't care how good you think cornerbacks are. Nobody's going to. You don't have enough guys to cover everybody. So that's why I don't believe that a good secondary can help with a pass rush because you have too many guys that go out in patterns nowadays. Too many guys that are that quarterbacks can find safety valves and releases, and the quarterbacks have all of the advantages, right? You have to know where to hit a quarterback. And guys get hesitant at times. So I don't believe that great secondaries help with your pass rush. You either have a fire breather or you don't. You either have a guy that comes off the edge and mauls a quarterback or you don't have that guy. Very simple. So I do think, though, that Terrell can get back to that kind of level. I think that A.J. Terrell can be that elite type of corner. I know some people are going to say, well, he never was elite. Eh, his sophomore year was pretty darn good. And, and he may, if, if he has a bounce-back season this year, I'm telling you, he's going to be a $20 million corner. By the way, do you know who, um, <clears throat> do you know the top one, two, maybe three corner? How about, how about the top two, Day-Day? Any idea who the top two are? Uh, is uh, what's my guy in um, Dallas? Is he in there? Uh, Gilmore. Uh, he's six. He's six. Mm-hmm. Um, Think second year guy. Second year guy. Think second year guy. Think former teammate of Desmond Ritter. Oh, uh, uh, Ramsey. Uh, no, no, he, he wouldn't. Have, but he's number two. Uh, Ramsey's number two, or Ramsey's number two. So number one is uh, you said teammate of mm-hmm. uh, Ritter. Oh, Sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sauce Gardner. Yeah. How about that? He's yeah. the number. I mean, he's rated as the number one corner in the NFL. I'm not surprised. Second year. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not. Yeah, but, because but I mean, he's an outstanding player. I mean, I we're mean, we're kind of in that in that secondary. We're kind of getting into the new crop. You know, I I I had said this repeatedly in the off season, day day that. I would have loved to have seen the Falcons make a trade for Jalen Ramsey. I would have Ooh, loved to have seen them make a trade yeah. for Jalen Ramsey. And um, you'd have paired him up with A.J. Terrell. Yeah. Now we got something. Yeah. Now, now we start turning the football yeah. over at that point. Um, but, we're you know, we're looking for that other guy that, that goes along with A.J. Terrell. Yeah. So I think A.J. Terrell has got all the ability in the world. I think he can be a top five corner again in the NFL. But – I think that the way he gets helped is we got to get some guys that sack the quarterback. At some point, we got to get some guys that sack the quarterback. All right, uh, who we got coming up? So the guy I know we don't get to do like we used to do. Where yeah, because I mean you're, yeah. you're, 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 you worked three hours on the show before, and you know again it's. Um, yeah, you know, it works out really well. We don't actually get to communicate you know, before <laughs> shows and stuff like that. But so. uh, the guys had uh, Dukes and Bell. They uh, they actually were joined by Chris Lindstrom. Really okay. good conversation. Um, I know he's one well, of your guys. Again, so. he's my guy. Yeah. I think he's the best player on the Falcons. I think he's been the best player for two years running. And, um, I, again, I thought that was one of the better draft picks that the Falcons have had. I don't want to say since Julio or Matt Ryan, but it's certainly one of the best picks that they've had in probably a decade plus. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out with you in the uh, Kia studios on this Friday evening. Uh, don't forget, we got Rankham coming up at 1040. So we'll have a little bit of fun here before we uh, close out uh, for the weekend. So um, back with you next week uh, as well. So um, nobody really uh, playing in town, huh, Day Day? I mean, Braves are on the West Coast. No Atlanta United uh, at home. Uh, they're going out to L.A.? Yeah, I'm not sure what the dream schedule is. I know they were home earlier in the week. Other than that, yeah, it's pretty um, – Yeah, pretty – I mean, pretty yeah. quiet as far as, you know, anybody around uh, Atlanta, yeah. you know. Good playing. weekend to go hang out at the lake, go uh, strawberry picking, something I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I'm really going because they make strawberry shortcake at the place we're going to, so. Where is that? Where are you It's going called to? Southern Bell Farms. It's down on the south side. Okay. So we we went back in the fall. We've gone the past couple of falls for pumpkin, mm-hmm. uh, pe- the pumpkin patch that they had, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that they do the strawberries. strawberries. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they have a market where they sell a lot of really good food and snacks. And nice. I posted something about it, and somebody was like, "Oh, you got to go back during strawberry season. They make homemade strawberry shortcake." And I love strawberry shortcake. And I was like, "What?" So I've been waiting for this nice. for this weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, listen. I mean, e- e- even though it's like a family trip and the kids will get a good treat out of it, you know. Listen, there's something in it for dad, right? Exactly. Something in exactly. it for dad. So that's all good. Yeah, so. man. So I'm gonna starve myself tonight so I can pig out tomorrow. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, listen. Speaking of pigging out, uh, Dukes and Bell they had Chris Lindstrom on, and look, I think Lindstrom's the best player for the Falcons. Two years running, he's one of my he's my he's my favorite player. Um, Hugh Douglas doesn't like him, by the way, Day Day. You know, Hugh doesn't like him. Yeah, I know you guys used to go back and forth on yeah, that. Yeah, because he doesn't like him. I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, he's – he just – he, didn't he was like probably him. just salty because he probably knows that in his day he wouldn't have been able to do oh, yeah, he wouldn't. That. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, <laughs> if Lindstrom was a tackle, he wouldn't have gotten around Lindstrom. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, But anyway, Dixon Bell uh, asked him about how he's feeling knowing that his new deal shows that he's valued as one of the best guys in the NFL. Uh, it's uh, it's really amazing. I'm incredibly uh, thankful and grateful to be a part of the Falcons, and really excited for the next uh, six years coming up that I get to you know right. be here and spend the majority of my career and hopefully the entire thing here. Um, 
it, it means a lot. You know, you get drafted, you know, you're, you're a college kid and you don't really know what's going on and you're just playing and then you get into an organization. And I think the longer I'm in the NFL, the more I can really appreciate um, the Falcons organization in the city of Atlanta and how, how much it really means to me and how great it is. Um, it, it's that day-to-day -day atmosphere um, in the building that I wouldn't trade for anything ar around the league and uh, the fan support that we get here and coming here and days like today are really amazing. Mm. I joked with Chris earlier, I don't want to say you know, we took you for granted, but we said this is going to be the no-brainer of the no-brainer picks, the pedigree of Boston College. Something about the guys, is they create guys, they come out of the box and they're ready to go Pro Bowl season this year for they're you. Smart. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, well, you got to be smart. <laughs> Good PC. Yeah, I mean, I'm not they're gonna, they're, I'm not they're tell intelligent. You my class rank. Is it something about the Jesuits beating this into you? What is it all about? Uh, I mean, if you check my class rank, I mean, that might have a little bit different. I'm not the, not the brightest bulb from Boston College, but... Um, uh, just the the guys that come out of there, honestly, there's great role models, and there's so many um, that have had great careers. And then to be able to meet those guys coming up, and uh, it was it was really cool as a you know young kid to have those role models as a fan, uh, being from Massachusetts. And then uh, a lot of them would come by the program, so it's cool. it, it's a really cool culture. Well, speaking of culture, I think we have a cool cu culture culture that's starting, or maybe it's evolving here. And I want you to elaborate, elaborate on this for us because um, you told a story earlier today about how Bijan, when he got drafted, texted you guys. And I'm going, he didn't know any of you guys. Like, he's not here, but yet he felt compelled to text every off offensive lineman to say, hey, can't wait to get to work with you guys. Right. Can't wait to get here. That's pretty special. What's going on here with this culture? Uh, I think first there's belief in everything that we're doing from uh, Terry and Art to players to scheme to everything like that, and that's a huge aspect to it. Every single day there's belief um, in the scheme and in each other. Um, and then when you bring in guys like that who, you know, it's it's just a small thing. He didn't have to do that. Obviously it's a huge moment for him and his family, and, you know, you're incredibly um, – you know, happy for him and them, and uh, you obviously tell them to take that time. But for to send that, that was cool to to start that relationship that way. And uh, the the way he's coming to work so far in OTAs has been has been awesome. And I think you guys saw it today. Even though it's not the physical practices, and obviously that's going to change once we get to camp. Um, there's really focus and intention in everything that we do, um, and I, I hope that's evident. I think that's definitely as a player, um, it's stressed upon to us, and I think. That's some of the things when you talk about culture. It's the small things like that coming into work every day and the belief in what you're doing. It is a Falcons Pro Bowl guard, Chris Lindstrom, with us here live. Dukes and Bell at Mercedes-Benz. We uh, mentioned with uh, Dave Archer talking earlier. First thing Carl and I noticed when we saw you guys, first time we see some of the new faces, the size. Looks like it's a, I mean, running the football, you guys, is physicality, but this is like a really big, mean, nasty team, potentially. For sure. Uh, you know, we, we joke as an interior offensive line with, you know, me, Dalman, and, uh, and Hennessy, we – we feel small out there a lot of the time. We look at the skill guys, especially when CP's there. It's like right. they're 6'4", you know, Drake and Kyle and John. Mac Hollins, Mac is, Hollins is huge. All right. those guys. Um, but uh, you're, you're thankful to, to play with them. And uh, it's, it is funny, though, getting the, getting the play sometimes, looking across from you, you're eye to eye, or you're, you're looking up at them. And Calais Campbell literally looks like a mountain yeah. on, on legs. Yeah, he's uh, Calais is massive, and the player that he is um, at the age he is is – it's remarkable. Yeah. Let's talk about Desmond Ritter because everybody wants to talk about Desmond Ritter, right? <laughs> Chris Lindstrom joining us here on Dukes and Bell. He's smiling like, uh-oh, what are you guys going to ask me? No, 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 loading up. He's like, what are, what are, where are you going with this? <laughs> Listen, we just, we just want – here's what the deal with us. We as fans, we just didn't see enough of him 
to really see, see or feel like, hey, we're going to take the next step. But I feel like you guys did. I feel like behind the scenes you guys have. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us what's going on with him so that maybe Falcon fans can feel a little bit better because those four games that we saw, Chris, were just like, okay, we got a sense of it, but we don't know how good this is going to be. Yeah, I think it, it goes back to belief in our culture. And uh, there's 100% belief from everybody that's on offense that Dez is uh, going to do amazing. And as an offensive lineman, uh, communication is the biggest thing, right, as it affects me and, and stresses. I always you know, focus on your own like individual world. And every single time that I rely on Dez, he's there for, for me and then some. And the way he communicates the cadence in the huddle – uh, the demeanor of which he does it, and then, you know, different things come up. Adversity comes up in the game, and, um, you know, they, they present a different look. He's got to change something on the line. You know, you can – some you know, you hear panic in somebody's voices, and that, that stresses you out, and then you get a false start. Right. And um, Des's command and cadence with everything is really amazing as an offensive lineman. And then, I mean, he's working, he's working incredibly hard, and you just have belief in him and, you know – it's that's that's the coolest part is not everybody's friend like you're not friends with everybody but right. you know you have really great relationships with everybody and belief in in who they are and des is really amazing you know another guy that gets added to the roster and again we're projecting his fans he'll get the job he's got to earn the job is matthew bergeron he was a tackle playing guard now gonna play guard from syracuse he looks like a dude that's gonna bring some some nastiness to the equation yeah he's great uh we always Get some ACC jokes on him already, being a Syracuse <laughs> guy. Um, but, you know, he's quick to shoot back. Um, he, he, he's awesome, and obviously he's in incredibly talented, as big and strong as he is and how well he moves. And um, his approach so far has been really cool, learning from guys and then, um, you know, every single day coming in with a good mindset because especially as a rookie, the season is really long. Like you go you – go, your season, combine training, you know, OTAs right. and – but uh, he's had a great mindset so far. From a continuity or synergy standpoint, glad McGarry's back on mm -hmm. your right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, it, the, the other thing with, like, the NFL is, like, you have, you're friends with somebody, but then the career aspect, you always want what's best for them. And so um, being able to have, you know, Caleb back as a friend and then as, like, the professional with him is, is amazing. And I'm super thankful for that because you have four years of reps. And uh, I was saying to somebody earlier today that, like, the cadence, like, if I – it's, 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 it's like the small things. If I say the same thing, but I put, is it a question or am I like, am I reassuring right, it to right. you? And like, it's those small things that you're able to pick up and, and fit it in like your combination fits. Um, really, you know, really thankful for Caleb. Um, what, what have you learned from Jake? Jake's like the old man now. And, and when he was drafted, it was similar to your situation. Like it was a no brainer. We need this. We're going to go draft Jake Matthews. His dad's the best ever dressed out. No expectations. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> we, we need this. We're going to go draft Chris Lindstrom, right? And it was very similar just from an easy standpoint of, of seeing how this team was being built. But what has he shown you? What has he taught you? Because he is now the old guy on this offensive line. Yeah, I mean, you, you go in and Jake is like the ultimate professional. Um, and the biggest thing, I think it was honestly stressed for me from Jake and from Alex Mack. The biggest thing with offensive line play is consistency. So, like, you know, you have other positions in, in the NFL or on defense where you can make a couple splash plays a game and get paid a ton of money, um, and obviously they're great players. But offensive line play is all about consistency, and I think that's the way Jake is every single day. And the, Jake doesn't make waves. He doesn't get headlines. He doesn't get anything because he just he shows up and is the same person every single day. Every drill he works the same. 
uh, never looks for credit for himself, never promotes himself individually, and um, he's he's amazing. And then the the role model how he is in the you know in the offensive line room. One of the best one of the best things, honestly, he gets all these one liners from the you know '90s from his dad, and so he'll come <laughs> back in and he'll say them, and we're just like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" <laughs> If we, like like something funny like like in uh in training camp especially as a rookie like you know you're you're uh you know you have a ton of anxiety going into right, your first right, game right. he's like hey man it's easy just do good not bad you're like hey <laughs> thanks, don't Jake. suck yeah yeah appreciate it Jake thanks but there's so many small things like that that um you know you really get appreciation for Jake but um you know he's a, he's amazing to play left tackle the hardest position. Um, probably on offense, you know, that and defensive back are probably the two hardest in the in, in, on the field. Um, and as a consistently, and um, you know, I don't, I'm not jinxing him, but he's right. you know, he's been on the field. No. you know, dude, he's I'll say it's, it's, it's he's amazing. A, he's missed one game. Yeah, right. it's it's incredible. Right. Hey, I gotta ask you. Yeah. One, I gotta ask you one silly question. As a Falcons Pro Bowler guard, Chris Lindstrom is with us. So you've obviously earned the loot. You seem like a guy who would probably drive a pickup truck. Uh-oh. You don't really strike me as a guy who would go out and drop a coin on a Bugatti. No, but then no. you are getting married too, by the way. Yep. So I mean, is there is there anything fun and extravagant by your standards you went and got to do once you got the new contract? So uh, kept my truck. I got my truck when I got drafted. <laughs> so you nailed it. Um, so I got ramp, that. Ram, What uh, are we driving? I got an F one fifty. Oh, I know, I know. They're everywhere. Yeah, you can go two fifty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get some of the guys got the super duties with the lifts and uh, all the off-roading kits on it. Um, crazy. But uh, no, got that. Got a uh, got myself a tractor for uh, oh. in the off season. I live up in Massachusetts, so I got right. a long driveway. Got a bucket on it, kind of plow the driveway. So, wow, yeah, it was nice. kind of nice. That's man's work yeah. right yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. And so, of course, this is the wedding crawl. Your cousin from Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah so right. you're worried about somebody in the groom? Are uh, done the bachelor party yet, or is that already? Uh, oh, yep, yeah, we okay. did that. Yeah. All right. It'll be a Boston-type wedding that comes. Yeah. I've been to a few of those. Someone's going to get the lampshade. Yeah. Chris is like, what happened stays where it happened, okay? You guys, I'm on the radio, damn it. I'm not talking about any of this. Chris is like, my, my lovely soon-to-be yeah. wife is yeah. listening. Chris is like, yeah, no, 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 we went up to New Hampshire with Antigua, and it was very low-key. No, no Vegas or anything. You know what is funny is in, uh, taking Caleb to cities is is a hilarious, <laughs> hilarious adventure. We... Um, you know, I was yeah. – C- Caleb's in my wedding party, and he right. came, and we went to a Red Sox game, and it's fun. But he's, you know, obviously from middle of nowhere, Washington. And one of my favorite favorite memories by far is we went uh, – when we played in London last year uh, or two years ago, um, going on the public transit and right. going on the train. He was freaking out? Seeing Caleb on a train in London <laughs> down underneath, but then seeing the people see Caleb on the train in London was even better. <laughs> They're looking at him like he's an alien, yeah. right? Oh, what man. is this guy doing oh, on the yeah. train? Cowboy boots with, like, the two-inch lifts in them, so he's a f- full seven feet. <laughs> he's a, he's the, a, hair, the hair, the whole thing like yeah, a wrestler oh, yeah. or something. Oh, yes. right, right. Well, you know what, though? We, we embrace it, man. Um, oh. Last thing, we're going to let you go. Appreciate yeah. you joining us here on Dukes yeah. and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're down here. OTA practices, guys. Falcons, how good is this offensive line going to be? How much better are we going to be this season? I am, um, you know, I never make expect, um, you know, things, but uh, as an offensive line, just the communication that we have, the consistency that we have day in and day out, um, and the work ethic we have, that's going to speak for itself. And so um, we have so many reps together and super fortunate that we've been able to really have continuity as a group. Um, and that's something, you know, I definitely don't take for granted. 
Um, and then to continue and learn and the culture that we have is going to, you know, keep developing and the culture as an offense to keep pushing and be physical. Um, that's really our identity. And so I just, you know, the product on the field will, you know, will take care of itself, but we're going to just keep working. Not to mention three dynamic, unique styles of running back behind you. Yeah, exactly. And to see those guys only makes you play harder. When you see Tyler, you know, CP Hunt, you know, um, you see those guys, the way they finish, the way they strain, the way they, you know, break runs and are protecting the ball and still straining, you know, that makes you want to work even harder. Chris Lindstrom, thank you, brother. Congratulations yeah. on everything. Thank you, you guys. Congrats on the I really upcoming. appreciate it. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio 99, the game in the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9, the game, back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the uh, Kia Studios with you here on this uh, Friday evening. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Odyssey apps, how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316, at the D. Lewis for real. Don't forget, we got uh, Rankum coming up here at uh, 10... Uh, at uh, 1040 uh, here this evening. So a couple hours from uh, right now. So two whole hours. Whew. Man, seems like first a hour were these almost now, almost now two hours kind of went by fast. Yeah, the uh, the the second two hours of the show go by really fast. Yeah, like the nine o'clock and 10 o'clock hour. That goes by really quick. Yeah, especially once the Braves come on. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we get into some shenanigans and things like that. I mean, you know, not to steal Mike Bell's gimmick, but I mean, you know, we get into <laughs> You know, we get into some uh, different things and stuff like that. So, um, so I mean, we we have some fun with uh, with all that uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm planning on heading to Chattanooga the weekend of the 17th of June. Father's Day weekend. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm think I'm I'm looking at heading up to Chattanooga. I'm gonna okay. take. I think I'm gonna take my daughter and one of her school friends, and we'll go up and stay in downtown Chattanooga, but. We'll, we'll go up on Saturday because I work on Saturday morning. Right. We'll go up on Saturday, and we'll go to um, – uh, you ever been to Lake Winnipesaka? No, I have not. So Lake Winnie's an older amusement park, but it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, now they have a water park there too. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty cool. They got a, they got a lazy river, and uh, they got some cool things. So okay. the water the water park's pretty cool. I mean, for what it is. I mean, right. it, it's not it's not Six Flags or something like right, that. But, right. you know, it's like 50 bucks, you know, yeah. maybe like 45 45, 50 bucks, whatever, per person. Um, but it's got roller coasters and stuff like that. they got some cool rides. Water park is pretty cool. So, I mean, you can do everything okay. um, there. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Father's Day weekend we're going to head um, nice. head up there for all of that. So, nice, nice, and, nice, uh, nice. And come back on Father's Day. So Because, you know, we got to work right. around here. You know? <laughs> so, um, I will be out the uh, – everybody's taking their vacations. Um, I'll, I will be out the week of July 4th. So okay. my annual uh, – well, we won't go to Florida this year, but uh, – it will be our annual uh, just kind of week off. Of Father-daughter 
trip? Uh, yeah, I don't even know what we're going to do because we're not going to go to Florida. Okay. Because uh, I, don't, I don't think my folks will be down in Florida. They won't They won't get back down there till November. So okay. we'll, pro- we'll probably go like Thanksgiving week or something like oh, that okay. down to Florida. Nice. But anyway, so, yeah, it uh, it should be fun. Father's Day uh, weekend um, up in Chatta Vegas, as <laughs> freaky uh, calls it. Yeah, um, we, uh, we've gone up there a few times with the boys. But, you know, with them being younger, we do more of the... You know, like the uh, what is it, the Rock City and well, you uh, listen. Know, if you if you go to downtown Chattanooga, you got the aquarium. Yep, we've done um, the aquarium you, a couple got, times. You've, you've got the art district over there. Yep, you've got the paddle boat uh, rides. Yep. Um, I love the the riverboat ride. Like I'm yeah. I'm a big. In all honesty, like one of the things I want to do in life mm-hmm. is I want to go on a on a paddle boat. Ride up the Mississippi, up and down the Mississippi River, like nice. like where you stay overnight. So like right. you know you do, and and the one I really want to do is the Civil War tour. Okay, um, where you start in New Orleans, and you I think you end up in Memphis. I think is is where you end up in, but you get off and see some of the battlefield areas along the way. Yeah, we actually so in New Orleans we actually did one of the riverboat tours. Oh, nice! And it stops at. Was it the, yeah, I think it was, was it a cemetery or battlefield? It was a, one of, I think it was the battlefield that's in that area. Mm-hmm. So it goes up the river and, right. and it stops at one of the battlefields in that area. Unfortunately, the day we did it, a storm like hit as soon as we got to the, the, to the area. So people tried to, to tough it out, but everybody ended up running back to the boat and they took us on back. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I, I love those. I love like a, a paddle boat and I, I want to go up the Mississippi and, and spend a few nights uh, up there. They have those. They have those like Civil War, um, you know, tours and stuff like right. that that you can do the battlefields and and all that kind of stuff. And and then it, I think it's like three days or nights and stuff like that. So nice. Um, I think you. I think you. You start in. You start in New Orleans and then they drop you off in Memphis. So you got to make accommodations uh, from there. Okay. Um, and but, then they um, take you back. No, they don't take you back. Oh, you have to get back yes. if you start. Oh, so yes. you got to get back yeah, to New Orleans. You, you, you start. You, well, or wherever you. I mean. Again, if I'm I'm not necessarily going to drive to New Orleans, right? So I would fly to New Orleans and then from Memphis right. back or wherever it drops. However you, you want to do yes, it, got yes. you. So, so just yes. plot it out. Now you got to plan yeah, it out. I'm not going to hitchhike. I'm not going. I'm not going <laughs> to thumb my way uh, from you know to from Memphis uh, over to there. So, but anyway, um, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, speaking of seeing what happens, let's get to something we call what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, I'm always amazed at how the media can ask the dumb questions um, of of high-level ranking people, okay? So, yesterday, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was asked about, as the NBA Finals are kicking off and all this kind of stuff, he was asked about the possibility of doing a, ready, salary cap for coaches. Because it looks like the Detroit Pistons are going to sign Monty Williams to a 10-year, do you see that deal? 10-year, $78.5 million, right? Why wouldn't you? I mean, again, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, if not the best, you know, I mean, one of the the best coaches all the way around. But um, Silver... Dismiss the idea. Quote, I pay attention to it, but it's a marketplace. 
We are able to negotiate collectively with the players' union because they choose to negotiate as a union. The coaches don't. Haven't made that election. They could form a union and come negotiate their agreements collectively, but in the marketplace for coaches, we compete, and our teams compete individually, and it's where the marketplace takes us. Can I tell you, that would be the stupidest thing that the NBA coaches could ever do would be to unionize and negotiate with the NBA. I mean, why do co- why would why would I, as an employee of any organization, limit myself on what I could make or cap myself out? You know, again, you have all levels of players in the NBA. You have the Giannis's and the Embiid's and people like that all the way down to the very bottom of the bench, the Frank Kaminsky's and the Jawan Howard's at 40 years old. It's a lot more. But why would coaches do something like this? And again, Adam Silver was a lot more gracious in his answer than I would have been. Because whoever would have asked that question, um, I would have told them they were dumb. I would have told them that, that, that I, I would have told them, I said, you know, in, in all honesty, that's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard of in my entire life. Why would any coach limit their ability to make money? Why? Like, why would you cap yourself out at? Again, if Monty Williams can negotiate himself a 10-year, $78.5 million deal, why would he not do that? If the Detroit Pistons are willing to pay that to an employee, why would they not do that? Again, it's a stupid idea, Um, and I always see, well, coaches, you know, make a lot more money and all this kind of, it's, yeah, because it's the marketplace. It's the marketplace. And that's why guys get super maxes, and there's only a select few of those people that qualify for different things like that. But you have to have some structure. Look, whether you like this or not, the company that you work for has a payroll structure. Now, it doesn't mean that they will necessarily cap what you can make. I mean, most places don't cap what you can make. But if you produce, you can make a lot of money, whatever business you're in. If you're a salesman, you know, and you sell a whole lot, you make a lot of money. But you also provide revenue to the company. And and that's how that's how the you know sports is. You provide a service, okay? We get lots of ticket sales and people coming in. Cool. You're a really great player. Cool. You qualify for a $290 million guaranteed Supermax deal. And by the way, it's hard to fire the players, isn't it? It's hard if if you're a Supermax player. It's really hard to trade those kinds of guys, isn't it? Okay, you can fire the coach pretty easily. Coaches get hired to get fired, right? Players don't necessarily get hired to get fired from their team. You have lots of financial commitments to it. So, again, I'm a lot less gracious than what Adam Silver is, but I would have told that guy that that's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard, is why don't coaches have salary caps to it? Uh, Again, free marketplace, right? And and when you're dealing with all levels of, you know, there's first off, there's only 32 of those jobs available. And if you're a good coach and you're in demand, 
I mean, you know why Monty Williams was is getting 10 years and $78.5 million? Because he's been the NBA coach of the year two of the last three years. And if the Phoenix Suns don't look at him as a valuable commodity, the Pistons look at him as a valuable commodity. Pistons look at him as a guy who can turn their franchise around, even if the Phoenix Suns don't. Even though the Phoenix Suns were in the NBA Finals a couple years ago, and they were what? in the uh, They were in the NBA Finals, uh, or sorry, the NBA second round this year, right? Because they lost the Lakers in yeah. that second round playoff, right? Yep. Yeah. Even with Durant and all those guys that they had, you know, Booker and everybody like that. Well, that was the problem. They gave away everybody. They, they had no bench. Yeah, they had right. no depth. Right. They had, they, you know, they, they gave away all of their sort of like role player pieces that, that were the glue guys, right? You still had Durant yeah. and and Booker and Chris Paul. Well, and but then you, Paul but, got hurt. Right. So. And, and But you didn't have the glue guys, the yep. McCall Bridges and guys like that. Yep. You didn't have those kinds of guys. So, yep. anyway, um, that, that's it's just dumb. I mean, when you – when you read stuff like that, you just like ask, why? Why would you ask that question? Like, why would you? Why would you be that dumb? Clicks, and, and bro. Understanding? I clicks. I guess. I, guess. I mean, clicks. I guess. Are we? Are we that desperate that you know these reporters have to do those kinds of things? So, um, I would have probably shot him the middle finger and said, "Look, you're you're a jackass." That's probably what I would have said to him. But anyway, I'm a little less gracious, right? I'm I'm a little bit less people friendly uh, in those types of environments, and that's what's bugging Chuckery. All right, coming up top of the hour, going to open up the phone lines, 404-726-0929. I've talked a lot about Arnold Ebicady, and I think he needs to break through. How confident are you that Arnold Ebicady can be that breakthrough pass rusher that we need? 404-726-0929. Thoughts about Arnold Ebicady and the Falcons. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.